everyone, and welcome to You Love to See It, the movie and TV show rewatch podcast with the Fanbyte crew. I am your host, editor at large for fanbyte.com, John Warren. With me today are my two wonderful co hosts, features and trending editor, Merritt Kay. Hello. And social editor plus, Nikki Grayson. Hello. Now, this third intro was actually materially worse than the other two, but we are going to go with it. Um, yeah. I did say Fanbyte grew the first time, so. <laughs> I mean, they uh, heard that. There's no way Jordan cut those out. There's no way. But uh, unfortunately, we're not watching a Minions film today. Not yet. Not yet. But we did watch Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, uh, which is on Netflix right now. And it is from 2007. A biopic parody comedy drama music. That's what IMDb says. Comedy drama music. <laughs> which I think is very, yeah. very funny. Um, and the description is simple. Singer Dewey Cox overcomes adversity to become a musical legend. And that, uh, that's about right, I guess. Um, yeah, he can't smell. You can't, you can't, can't smell. smell. That's the adversity. That's the worst thing that's happened to him. Uh, what, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie with, uh, John C. Riley as the titular Dewey Cox takes Dewey through his entire life, uh, uh, from childhood to death uh, and uh, all the friends and musical talents that he meets along the way. Uh, Merritt, was this the first time you had seen this? Uh, yes. So okay. uh, Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story had been on my uh, to watch list for some time. And uh, this past Sunday, I was, I'll, I'll rarely sit down to watch a movie on my own. For whatever yeah. reason, I tend to watch movies with other people. I, I like movies as kind of a social experience, but uh, I was just looking for something kind of low-key, uh, so didn't feel like diving into uh, On the Silver Globe or anything just completely deranged like that. So I was like, <laughs> what's like a 90-minute comedy that I can watch? And uh, Walk Hard was at the top of my uh, letterbox list, and I was like, you know what? I want to watch this at some point and it's probably going to be just fine. It's probably going to be like the other sort of movies of this era um, and genre, the sort of uh, in the extended Apatow verse. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Most of which are okay. I think uh, yeah. some they're of like which are bad. Okay. They're mostly brutally. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, Train wrecks. But is this, is this best though? Okay, mm-hmm. Nikki's joking because Nikki and I both walked out of Trainwreck, which is funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, sorry, I did not see Trainwreck, um, but I'm thinking of this this era of like the late 2000s, right? So like you've yeah. got uh, Knocked Up, you've got the 40 year old Virgin. Um, was this? Uh, oh my God, Zohan was 2008. <laughs> yeah. Now um, I've never seen that movie. No, actually. me neither. Me yeah. neither. Uh, and then, oh my, wait, Judd Apatow did Celtic Pride. <laughs> did he really? <laughs> yeah, he wrote Celtic Pride. Wow. That's a Damn. weird one. Also, Nikki, have Mary, you seen that movie? I have, to, I have, to I have not you. seen that, that movie. Has to be, that has to be Celtic Pride. Celtic Pride. Because that's it's, what, b- because that's it's the, about that's the basketball what the, team. That's what the basketball team is. Yeah. Um, Nikki, have you seen that movie? I have not. Nikki, you should see that movie. You should see that movie. Okay. It's, I will uh, watch movie. Daniel Stern and Dan Aykroyd are big basketball fans of uh, of Damon Wayans, who is yep. uh, the Utah Jazz All Star shooting guard, and uh, they have to 
become fans of another team because they're bad luck or something. It's very confusing. Yeah, anyway, I don't remember the premise of that one. I just remember they eventually kidnapped Damon Wayans. That's all I remember. Yes, that is that does happen. Um, yeah. You know, Judd Apatow involved in just sort of a lot of aggressively mediocre uh, work in the late 2000s, I feel like. I would but, agree with that. Uh, he did not write or direct this movie. He uh, is he just produced it. It was written and directed by Jake Kasdan, who also did the really great Jumanji sequel, Welcome to the Jungle. And I didn't see Jumanji the next level. I heard pretty good things about that, too. But um, yeah, so I went into this just sort of knowing the basic premise and having being like, OK, it's going to be like, you know, a, what's that? The racing one? Oh, uh, Talladega Nights, the Ricky Bobby. Uh, Talladega Nights. I don't yeah. even know if that was was that the Ballad of Ricky Bobby. Excuse me. Was that uh, was that an Apatow joint? Yes. That's I what, don't think that's so. That's what y'all. Judd's Wikipedia I think we're, page we're, says. I think we're losing the thread on the Apatow. Apatow actually did co-write this movie. Oh, okay. Well, I think um, of all. I think of this as like an era when we've got these like these SNL or like SNL adjacent men who sort of have like an Ricky interesting Bobby, face. Okay, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was the first time I, I'd seen it, though. And did you see it back when it was released? I did. I saw it, like, opening weekend. Back in because, 2007? Yeah, because I loved this shit. Like, I, I, I all mean, that yeah. Stuff, all that stuff that you just mentioned, I have cooled on it so hard. Sure. But I, this one is still pretty fucking funny, I think. It was a different time, you know? Yeah. Um. But I, I did. I liked this one at the time, and I, I liked it again. Thirteen years later, I was losing my mind when I was watching this movie. <laughs> I was doing the thing that a really good comedy can get me to do, which is bad, and I'm weak for doing this. But I was doing the thing where I was just tweeting lines from the movie, from the thirteen-year-old <laughs> movie mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter. Um, you know, he needs. I mean, uh, I did that. Yeah, you know, uh, he needs more blankets and less blankets. Uh, <laughs> the wrong damn, this died. is a dark period. The wrong kid died. There's so many lo- great lines in this pretty, movie. Pretty much every line that Tim Meadows yeah. says. Yeah. <laughs> God, Tim Meadows. We're doing pills. Treasure. They're the logical next step for you. <laughs> I, I, I think, like, you know, we could go through it, but, I mean, really, it's like, you know, you, you know the plot up, of this movie. You know it. Yeah, he, you know, he has a ideal life with his brother and his family, uh, but he does cut his brother in half with a machete. <laughs> um, in on. one, in one very smooth motion on a day mm-hmm. when nothing bad could happen. Yeah, yeah, they that, were kids. that's that is the. I think that's the best part of this movie is just like how. They they lay everything out for you, but it still mm-hmm. is somehow not like you could do that in such a cheesy way. Yes. but this was yeah. just such yeah. a funny way to set everything up. Um, well, I think you don't expect to literally see him get cut in half, cut and in then half. just sort of yeah. no blood, and he's <laughs> a child is cut in half yes. and just talking <laughs> like, oh dang it, yeah, like, oh, oh, you cut me in half, dude. <laughs> Come on. So they do go it's pretty a, hard on that in like a yeah. really uh, charming way. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Dewey, Dewey meets his first wife played by Kristen Wiig. Um, I, I thought I did think there was a funny scene like right after they meet where Dewey's like, 
yeah, no, like come 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 away with me. We'll do this. And she's like, I'm your 12 year old girl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is um, a that bit is great. The recurring bit of like, well, I'm your 14 year old son now. <laughs> um, and uh, the fact that Kristen Wiig is his girlfriend because he pointed at her during the song, mm-hmm, during yeah. the Take My Hand song. Um, and she's insistent that he'll never make it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, you'll never make it, Dewey. You'll never make it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I Did y'all watch like a lot of music biopics like in your lives before now? Because I feel like I've watched uh, a million of them. I've only seen Ray because legally I had to. Um. And then <laughs> it was kind of like, I feel like. This is one of those ones where, like, I knew all of the jokes it was making, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact I haven't seen the the basically anything in the genre that it was doing a parody of. If that yeah. makes yeah. sense, like well, I just had the knowledge like stored in no my collective consciousness. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, mostly this film is a send up of how absolutely ridiculous it is to, I guess, condense the entire Mm -hmm. uh, creative work of a person or people down to an hour and a half or two hours. Like you have to make so many concessions about like who these people are and how that process goes in order to make something even remotely watchable. And that's basically just this entire movie. And Um, yeah, it does that really effectively. I think Um, I will say that I was a little out of it, uh, when I watched this movie. And so part of me was like, Oh, were you like tired or, uh, I was like, <laughs> I was like really tired, dude. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. I, I, like, love wicked tired. Tired. I, I like, love I, I drank tired. like a bunch of beers and I got wicked tired. <laughs> 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 and so I had to sit down for a while cause I was so tired. So tired um, from the sleepiness. And so, <laughs> so I was like, is the pacing of this movie really weird or no, it's yeah. probably just that I'm just really tired, <laughs> no, but no, you're, you're it's right. really weird because it starts to accelerate really quickly because it is just trying to condense a, a life or a narrative into 90 minutes. And yep. so like the time skips just start getting more and more aggressive to the point where the end is just, he's like 70 years old, but looks like, 90 and dies on stage yeah, dies on stage <laughs> it, it's in an, an incredible an all-time ending frame for a motion picture i think <laughs> yes. john c Riley holding his chest vaguely <laughs> falling over because he's just like blown the roof off of the the fucking the auditorium he's in and then he passes away right so yeah i haven't seen like really i'm trying to think what music biopics I've seen. I definitely saw the Bob Dylan one, uh, yeah. which was like a little unconventional. I feel yeah, like it, because it, it had, did the it whole like eight different actors or something. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, it got real silly with it. Yeah. Um, but this was definitely a thing in like, when did Ray come out? Like early mid two thousands. Uh, it was like 2000. Ray was like, Ray, yeah, Ray was only like two to three years before. Yeah. This Ray, okay. I think was the most, recent example i think walk the line walk the was line was like 2005 oh okay all right yeah um, uh okay yeah so ray was 2004 walk the line is 2005 so those two i would say because i had seen both of those were mm-hmm. the most directly responsible uh the ray um him pulling up the sink who plays ray oh jamie fox oh he does music <laughs> you can't keep doing 
joke. That's a joke for four of us. So, uh, like, like the bit in Walk Hard where he rips the sink out of almost every bathroom where he gets mad. Yeah, Yeah. that's like from Ray. Like Ray, like Ray has several scenes where he gets really pissed off in a bathroom. I remember that. And then it's just more, there are more and more sinks. Yeah. <laughs> that's what, that's one of those, that's one of those jokes when you know, <laughs> because everyone knows comedy rule of threes. Um, but the third time I was like, they've got to do one more, right? Like there's no way it's this is the last one. Cause one it's bits too good. Uh-huh. And they did it four times. Uh huh. Yeah. It's very good. And that's um, comedy. And yeah, so like those two probably were the most, but but it's like the most. There were two recent uh, music biopics that came out. One was Rocket Man about mm-hmm. Elton John, and one was of course Bohemian Rhapsody. And I watched mm-hmm. both. Um, okay, uh huh. And sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm curious to see what you're gonna say here, John, because I think we might be in the same boat on this one. Oh well, well, first of all, they're both bad. Uh, yes. To be clear, correct. But, but that that kind of like um it like makes you feel insane breakneck pacing that you alluded to, Merritt, is mm-hmm. identical to how those yes. things mm-hmm. were actually handled. Mm-hmm. It's like, like those movies didn't see this movie. It's somehow. like they didn't see this movie. You're exactly right. right. And I'm the scene the scene in Bohemian Rhapsody where they're sitting at the at the lunch place. Uh, you, the most I've seen this the wildest scene online. Go find yeah. the scene online. <laughs> Where they're sitting at the lunch place uh, and there's 148 camera cuts over the course of a 30 second mm -hmm. conversation. Yeah, it's like a WWE wrestling match. (laughs) Yeah, that's the that's the entire vibe speed wise of this film. Um, And it's like they didn't see this movie. No, which is incredible to me. It's incredible. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the manager of that band does sit down of Queen does sit down and goes, so you're Queen. And then it's yeah. just like five minutes later, like, wow, you've convinced me. I'm going to manage Queen. You're going to be. You've huge. restored my faith in the Jewish people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's the thing is that those ridiculous conversations. There is a there is a scene mm-hmm. where the the Jewish regular executives uh, led by Harold Ramis, executives. by the way. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Harold uh, Ramis. And like. Yeah. When that was incredible. He died like. Not too long. No, it was like you know a couple years weird? ago, right? I, I had the same thought. I was like, this must have been the last thing he did. But he was actually around for another seven years. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah, he died in 2014. So Damn. Yeah. Uh, but Harold Ramis is in it. There was a great scene where, uh, um, oh, my God. John Michael Higgins is the mm-hmm. the uh, mm-hmm. the record producer that's trying to give Dewey Cox, like, you know, a shot, but but Dewey Cox is singing "That's a More" and he like butchers it, and he's like, "Oh, please give me one more chance," which is you know almost identical to the fucking skeletons came back to life. Uh, uh, I think you should leave. Yes, scene. yes, um, yeah. and and uh, I just love it that you know like he's like, "I'm gonna give you 15 seconds, Dewey," 15, and then Dewey yeah. starts singing like you know just follow it, me, which is all- fucking an incredible. And the the other two the. They were like, what do you mean? That's like, I just, I so badly wanted Chris Parnell to be like, I don't, you're going to play this song for the first time, bud. What do you mean? <laughs> but then I just love it that like, I mean, the, the editing of this is perfect. Uh, the instant uh, Dewey Cox opens his mouth to start to sing. Uh, John, um, John Michael Higgins or Michael C. Higgins. What the fuck is his name? 
his John name C. is Riley. Uh, no. John C. Riley. Yeah, no, it's uh, John John Michael Higgins. Okay, I was right. Okay, John yeah. Michael Higgins immediately turns around and makes that pretty good (laughs) (laughs) like it couldn't have happened sooner in into that song which is really really funny um anyway i love dewey's band do we want to talk about dewey's band for a second yeah they're great so you got uh you've got tim meadows tim meadows the uh, the drummer drummer. drummer. amazing uh chris parnell as theo the bassist and uh matt besser turning in i really i think just underrated performance here as Dave. Very. Um, he's, I think, probably the least big of of these people and uh, just really doing a, a great job here as this put-upon uh, man who is uh, uh, forced to swap wives with Dewey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, at one point, at one point, Dewey's just like, I don't like my girl as much as yours. You want to trade? And Matt Baskerud has to be like, well, this is my wife, Dewey. <laughs> and then it's fine. They just switch. We um, like cheating on our wives, too. Yeah, yeah, that was a great line at the end. Um, but yeah, the band. Mm-hmm. Off screen. Oh, he Wait, does what? sleep with Chris Parnell off screen, which uh, gave him a lot of confusing feelings. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tim Meadows also though, oh just like such an God. anchor in God. this movie. Just an incredible. Uh, I was telling John earlier, it's incredible how this man has looked the same for the last <laughs> 48 years. Yeah. No, he's he's doing great. Um, His hairline's still impeccable. How is that possible? It's you know, it's a li- it's he's holding the lion there, right? Yeah. Um, oh. Oh, I, I wasn't. Well, okay. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Ladies, man. Yes, yeah. It's they, you shall not pass this far, no further. You know, um, <laughs> but just from the first, like that first scene, it's like that scene that's repeated. I think like three or four times, but like four or five probably over the course of the movie. Uh, the bathroom drug scene, and it's so such such like a archetypal biopic scene of like, oh, this is the when when they get into the drugs it's dark when it gets dark because everyone's doing drugs in the bathroom of the hotel or backstage or whatever the weed scene (laughs) which is is the first time (laughs) that the drug thing happens when because in any other movie it would be oh i don't know man that's not great and they're just like come on do it you you will love it like get some have fun with drugs and the way that they do it, of just like the back and forth, and Tim Miller's tone when he's replying to Dewey, like Dewey is just like, "Well, I don't want a hangover," and he's just like, "It doesn't give you a hangover." <laughs> like it's just this deranged tone, and he says like four or five different things. He's like, uh, "Well, I don't, I don't, I don't want to get addicted. It's not habit forming." <laughs> yeah. Well, I, you know, it's probably real expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. <laughs> it's just so good. It's so fucking it's, good. Uh, it's great. And then, um, what's her name? Is there looking great? Um, oh, Odette. Mm-hmm. Uh, Odette. Or whatever? Yeah. Odette, oh, yeah. Odette Usman as yeah. Reefer Girl. <laughs> yeah. God, is that her character name? That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah her character name is Reefer Girl. Yep. Uh, just hot off Cloverfield, uh, or no, actually, 
Uh, this is pre-Cloverfield. Yeah. What? So, and pre-House. Damn. Pre-House. Yeah, she was in House for a while. She was in House for a while, too. Um, yeah, so he gets into weed, and then just <laughs> getting into weed uh, just immediately triggers this thing of having, like, <laughs> hotel orgies of just dicks just like the most nudity the most in full frontal male minutes. nudity that i have seen in a big budget movie in a very long time um <laughs> they used to just let you show dicks this is also this is also the call when um he calls his wife and every time they cut back to Kristen mm-hmm. Wiig, there's another she child. Another child. <laughs> there's another That's older child, <laughs> which, is, which happens throughout uh, the film. And the Wikipedia says that he has 112 children or mm-hmm. something, <laughs> um, um, which is very funny. We also, I do have to say, um, Jack White puts in a, a very, very <laughs> bad Elvis, but he he sells it so hard that I think it actually might be good. Oh, 100%. <laughs> no, yeah, they deliberately, I think, were just like, we're going to cast just like the worst. Uh, per- yeah, I think like the Elvis and the Beatles, uh, they they deliberately oh, just oh my, picked just terrible. We could talk about terrible. the Beatles, the Beatles. ever. <laughs> the, okay, so yeah, the Beatles um, are not credited. Um, no, but which it's, is incredible. It's incredible. So, I don't know. Do we want to skip ahead to the Beatles, or do we want to? Just yeah, go? I mean, I'm well, trying to I'm, see. We're we're missing we're missing the his protest song and. Um, oh no! I mean, we can go back and jump back. Oh, and forth, oh yeah, I was yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, oh, the sign off too. I just like how every time that he and Kristen Wink have a phone call, the sign off is just "I love you." You're never gonna make it. Okay. Uh, yeah, but the the Elvis, uh, Jack White's Elvis is a lot. Uh, No, no one knows what the fuck he's saying. That that was such a good delivery when Elvis walks away and Mm -hmm. and and Shanti Riley goes, "The fuck was he talking about?" (laughs) Um, The Beatles. The Beatles show up uh, about yeah. halfway through. The so yeah, they go to. <laughs> he has the. They go through the a very dark period. Yeah, where uh, yeah. he gets into cocaine and uh, what, oh, is, and cre- what is and Tim Meadows? Punk, by the way, he does invent yeah, he, punk yeah, because casually. he takes too much cocaine and then sings "Walk Hard" uh, very quickly and Which fast. Which fucking fast. ruled, by the way. That That's, was like, it's I, very I, good. I, loved that. I was like, yeah. this sounds like a fucking like Devo track or something. Uh-huh. Like I am into it. Yeah. Also, yeah, okay, that's the other thing. Making a comedy music movie is difficult because uh, comedy and music mix in, I think, difficult ways sometimes. Yeah. Um, Yeah. There is a version of this movie where all of the songs are very funny but right. not good songs. A lot like epic, like like epic rap battles of history. Like they're epic rap battles of history. But what this movie does really effectively in a similar way as like the Lonely Island would go on to do is the songs are good. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they are. Guilty they, as charged they, is a banger. What is? Oh, guilty as charged. Guilty as charged. The song he sings when he, when he when he gets uh, busted for buying drugs, and he says it's not what it looks like. As he has a very large bag of drugs <laughs> in his <laughs> hand, and then begins running away from the police. It's very funny. Uh, yeah, the guilty as charged song uh, with like the the matador 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, outfits. Very Fuck good. Fuck me up with a trumpet. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, yeah. yeah. So, like, the music is good. And, like, John C. Riley is, like... Oh, he's a good musician. He's a good yeah. musician. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Um, it's it's kind of incredible that they, they do that because I do think, yeah, it's really easy. There would have been a version of this movie with, like, really doofy, funny songs that, like, you would never want to listen to afterwards. Um, or way more, like, gag songs than, like... This is just like, oh, a lot of these songs are things that these artists could have written. 100%. Um, maybe pushed a little bit in the direction of being like parody, but like, no. I mean, they, they were just like, oh, let's just write a Johnny Cash song. Let's just write like an early Ramones song. Um, I mean, his, his pet sounds Brian Wilson song. I was like, oh I my fucking God. Like, this is, this, this doesn't Black sound Sheep? like a parody, really. It's just like, yeah, all right. Wait, are you talking about the Smile song? Uh no the yeah. one wait what's the wait, smile black song? sheep black sheep yeah the one the, where he has a hundred yeah with people the with the million people in the, people in the studio yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's it's yeah it's so it's playing off of um smile which is like the album oh yeah that, I guess that is more like smile. uh yeah. yeah it was it was the one right after Pet Sounds yeah but um yeah, he's just creating this like <laughs> deranged masterpiece after he takes LSD with the Beatles. Uh, in India. So it's kind of, it's great because he's sort of just like following around all of these, these people. Um, And uh, like, there's that bit where he's like, where uh, they're like, okay, yeah, we moved things around. So you're going to be on last. Elvis wants to go first so we can get out of here. And so he's like, so it's going to be the big bopper. Buddy Holly, Buddy Holly played by Elvis, yeah, played by Frankie Muniz, who is a child and is just like, take it from me, Buddy Holly. If, <laughs> if my name, name ain't Buddy Holly, like, I definitely thought there was going to be a uh, day the music died bit. I thought but, that, uh, yeah, I definitely thought there was going to be like, we got to get, we got to get him out of here for his plane. We got to get him out of the plane, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But no, um, it was too soon back in two thousand seven. Too soon. Too soon. The Beatles. What do we think about the Beatles? Okay. I love that Jack Black <laughs> is Jack Black in every single movie he's ever been in, uh, they, except for School of Rock. They, and I don't really understand they, how School of Rock <laughs> is the only one he's gotten out of being Jack Black in. I know. But I know. Is, he's, cause, yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, it, of all of the movies, he's Jack Black right. the most in School of Rock. Um, but it's just, God. God, Paul it's, Rudd's it's, accent is so fucking silly. We had the Beatles. Yes, we had the Beatles. Like the first, the first time Paul Rudd opens his mouth, I'm like, oh, that's not a bad Liverpoolian accent. But he decides what he does. What he does decide to do is every like consecutive word after that starts to get more absolutely fucking ape shit. Just like just an in, impenetrable Liverpoolian accent. Um, it's very very good. Um, and Justin Long's George Harrison is the only one that plays it straight, which is really yeah. funny. Yeah, as um, George Harrison, I just want to play, play music. Play music. I just want to get my songs on the album. Uh, my my um, guitar's gently weeping, isn't it? <laughs> and as Ringo Starr, quietly whimpering, I think. Yeah, quite. As Ringo Starr, I just want to have fun. <laughs> I've got a song about an octopus. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. It's very Jack stupid. Try. It's very Jack, good. It's, Jack Black it's is. Yeah. It's. Uh, 
I love a, love a Paul Rudd bit. Love me a, a Paul Rudd. I love a Paul I'm, Rudd I, just sneaking in he, there. Um, he aged. Oh, did he? Yeah, he looks a little bit older now. Oh, oh. than he did in this motion well, picture. Yeah, which is unfortunate for him, I guess. Is it? I mean, it had to happen at some point. Listen, uh, we're also doing that thing. We're doing that thing. Oh, uh, we're doing that thing again. Yep. Uh, but um, yeah. So he he takes uh takes LSD, and uh, <laughs> has a uh, yellow submarine hallucination, and uh, that that immediately turns bad just when he thinks about cutting his brother in half. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, basically has a psychotic a psychotic break and uh, tries to create a masterpiece called Black Sheep with goats and like uh just like a it reminds group. me of the episode of I know this is based on like a real thing and that episode of Frasier is based on this thing too but it mm-hmm. reminds me of the episode of Frasier where he's trying to create a theme song for his show <laughs> yeah. and uh he has like an entire orchestra yeah. uh <laughs> in this room yeah. and it's just a nightmare yeah oh god Frasier oh then oh god what sorry i'm just remembering that he picks up cars because i'm I, i'm going through my notes here i wrote uh he's picking up a car like the hulk because he oh does he, does. he does he does pcp yeah. yeah he does pcp um he Is takes that what PCP. that one does that's it cool. does make you more it's people the power pill it's the pill from uh from uh from that Jimmy fox movie oh pac-man yeah now the dark the dark PCP? adaptation John, I think if you took PCP, you'd be able to walk and pick up a car again. All right. Well, yeah. No, no doctor has ever suggested it. But maybe, you know. <laughs> well, think about think about who why are you that talking to? There, are you talking to the right doctors? I yeah. so, clearly am not. Uh, no, that is very funny because when I was in high school, um, definitely the line on PCP was that it makes you think you can fly and you will jump out a window and die. Um, <laughs> in fact, PCP <laughs> is a dissociative similar to. Uh, nitrous oxide or ketamine it's rarely used now because it's much less well tolerated in most people than ketamine um so uh Uh, can i read the list include yeah that's what i was gonna (laughs) over pcp yes and there is that great dave Chappelle bit about um where he plays who someone who is apparently an angel uh leading a woman through a series of uh hallucinations about what the world would be like if she didn't have huge yabos uh, and it later turns out that he is just high on sherm and un- unsure how she has followed him through all of these uh, <laughs> visions they also call it boat or hog wow <laughs> did not know that smoking that hog smoking that hog and we smoking doinks no homo um, <laughs> R.I.P. F. gone too soon uh, yeah, but uh, then you have, um, uh, yeah, there's dark period. He stops doing drugs because Jesus has LSD, tries to do the thing. His band all leaves and you get that great scene where they're all yelling their grievances at him. And he has this like dark night of the soul where everyone's abandoned him. And, uh, Tim Meadows notes that he never paid for drugs. He never paid for <laughs> Three drugs. Times. Very important. Not once. Not once. Not once. <laughs> Um, yeah he did uh, he slept with their wives he slept with Chris Parnell Mm, Um, which was confusing for him he never mm -hmm, paid for mm -hmm. drugs 
Never paid for drugs. Not one, <laughs> once. And uh, goes to rehab again. Um, yeah. We skipped the first rehab scene, which is very good because yeah. uh, it's just all about blankets. And I was actually um, feeling that myself when I watched this because I... We're so, um, just so tired. We're so I was tired. very tired and just sort of like, I am very cold, but also like very hot. And so I, I too needed more blankets and less blankets. Um, and the second time he's in rehab, he's just in a bathtub that is periodically giving him electrical shocks, which I don't know if that's <laughs> I like, that. I don't know if that's a reference to like some weird discredited, like, uh, detox therapy, but, uh, we yeah, get, I, I, I didn't immediately grasp what that was supposed to be, but it was, we fun. get a, a grown up, uh, version of, uh, his brother who, uh, oh. Nate played by fucking, uh, Jonah Joe. Hill. <laughs> This is what I'd look like if I grew up. <laughs> and um uh, he, Jonah Hill Jonah Hill asked him to do a very simple thing, which is yeah. um write a song that uh encapsulates his whole life up to that point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no, no. That's the first that's the second time he shows up. This time the first time Jonah Hill shows up, Seth Rogan, which one is it? No one's quite sure. Jonah Um <laughs> The first time he shows up, uh, he says he just has to get his life together and says yeah, he can't he jack off because he has a ghost he hand. He can't jack off. Yes, he does hand. say that. Yep. Um, which is uh, ironically what uh, what Master Chief says uh, to yeah. Um Anyway. Um, yeah. And there, there are other things. Let's see. Uh, his second wife is played by Jenna Fisher. Um, mm-hmm. Who hilariously, like, you can tell that um, John C. Riley is using his real voice. And then Darlene, uh, <laughs> Jenna Fisher's character, is like, I'm going to sing with you. I've been singing in the church choir. And I, I don't know. Jenna Fisher might have a great voice. I have no idea. But they definitely don't use her voice. Yeah, it's not her. It is not her. <laughs> is, can't, I can't stress this enough. At, not at all Jenna Fisher, um, who sings as Darlene, which is really funny. Yes, um, no, absolutely not. Um She's obviously the uh, the June Carter, yeah, of uh, of this film, and yeah, it was weird seeing her because I feel like uh, I just haven't seen her in anything but The Office. Yeah, she kind of belongs to The Office, huh? Yeah, she, I think she is maybe a, a victim of that show's success. Yes, I at think this so point, too. I definitely think so. She didn't win an Emmy for that one. She for did her time or did on not? Program did not. Mm. That's weird. I mean, I guess that's weird. I don't know. I guess. I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, Dewey goes back to uh, confront his father. And um, <laughs> who it turns out has trained for years to cut him in half. <laughs> uh, but accidentally cuts himself in half. Realizes yeah. how easy it is to cut someone in half accidentally with a machete. And tells him to be a better father. Yeah. At which point he destroys... Uh, every sink, Many sinks. all yeah. the sinks, every sink. And then, um, it, uh, this is the part where the time skips get really weird. Cause I was like, did I just pass out for like 20 minutes? Yeah, it does. Like it, get, it gets like, it's, it's like that scene in interstellar where they step onto that, that planet mm. for like yeah. 10 minutes yeah. and then they get back at that guy who's like 50 years older. That's what yeah. it feels like. To me. It does. Yeah. Because he kind of just 
because he kind of just passes out and uh one of his kids just shows up and is like oh hi i'm, I'm dewey jr but everyone yeah. calls me dewdrop and uh <laughs> he starts having a catch with his kid and then tries to reconnect with his many children which many, takes him well children. into the 90s yeah god god all of his kids i'm i swear to god they put the same kid in there multiple times at least twice i think they do i think they that did. seems yeah. likely yeah yeah i think they did um i'm trying to think of other quick uh cameos that there were uh well uh david krumholtz plays uh schwartzberg who is his agent oh david krumholtz yeah. uh listeners may know from his uh his role in numbers yeah. but i know him as primarily as bernard the elf in the santa claus franchise in the santa claus franchise and he's also uh seth goldstein in harold and kumar yes yes and he's also like he's he's been in what feels like 500 movies um, uh yeah he's been in uh let me see <laughs> some of the Fucking life deranged with movies with uh, Michael J. Fox. He I was in that. Life with Mikey. He was in The Adams yep. Family Values yeah. as a, uh, a love interest for Wednesday, kind of. Um, he was in Slums of Beverly Hills. Uh, he was in um, Serenity. Oh, remember yeah. that? He remember was. when he was in Serenity? <laughs> yeah. Weird. Um, yeah, no, he's had a, he was, he was in Sausage Party, as it turns out. Oh, wow. I did not see that film. No, none of us did. They <laughs> fuck at the end. He was in the Ballad of, the of Buster Scruggs. All, all of them. All the food fucks. All of them, the huh? Yeah, all the food fuck. Oh, cool. It's really cool. It's really, like, it's really funny. <laughs> it's just epic. Do yeah. any of them turn into pickles? Yeah, and that's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Because the pickle, like, imagine, like, <laughs> Jordan's, I'm just Jordan's up on thinking the sticks about right it. now going, we can't just, do pickle rig for the second I'm just cracking up thinking about it. But, like, <laughs> just, like think, just, like, think about, like, a food with a no, hole in I it. No, I won't. I can't. I can't. Uh, I, just I like, have to stop. Um, <laughs> wow. Anyway, David Cromwell is there. He ages uh, really rough. Uh, Craig Robinson. Uh, we missed oh, his cameo yeah. oh, as yeah. Bobby Shad. Craig Robinson, just a beautiful voice too. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, 138 years old, looks the same. Him and Tim <laughs> Meadows are from the same. He's like in his 40s. He's like That's that really old. old. He, um, him <laughs> and Tim like... Meadows drink from the same faucet. <laughs> he what? He, they, they drink, drink from, from the, the same, same faucet. faucet. I think Tim uh, Meadows they... is like 20 years older than Craig Robinson. Craig <laughs> 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 um, Robinson, uh, I. Uh, Recently, also heard his singing talents in um, "Dolomite Is My Name." Yeah, it's a good singer. Where he is fantastic. Um, also, a very good movie. Yeah. Uh, Simon Helberg is uh, Lachaim's uh, is uh, Harold Ramis's character, whose name is Lachaim. He's his son, named uh, what else? But Dreidel Lachaim. Uh, <laughs> Philip Rosenthal is there. He's one of oh, yeah. the uh, he's one of the Hasids. His name is Mazel Tov. 
and uh, <laughs> that's so those jokes so good, so great. Just that's what great so, jokes, they took guys. So much um, effort on their they part. Took, to yeah, write those. Uh, really funny. Martin Starr oh. also mm-hmm. uh, in that in that trio. Margot Martindale in. plays his mom. Character actress Margot Martindale plays his mother, who uh, dies when his, <laughs> she dances to his music and falls out the window, and then is fine. Yeah. But then the radio falls on her head. The and radio kills her. Uh-huh. Kills her. Yeah. Crushes her. That's head. what his music does to people. It makes them happy, and then they die. Yeah. And then they die. Yeah. Um, God, the the first time, not to go back, but the first time he's in prison, um, (laughs) the first time he's in prison, the one of the record label folks comes to him, and that is like, I'm going to speak to you in my native tongue, and then starts speaking German, Uh and then there's a beat, and then he also starts speaking German, (laughs) like flu perfectly fluent German, really really good German, Uh for no reason. It's, I just, and then I do like that says, bit. Then he says, rehab, rehab. and then he goes, <laughs> rehab, rehab, and then, and he goes, rehab, like his flat accent, uh, rehab. Rehab. Oh, rehab, okay. Um, I do so love the stupid. bit of like, prison has connected me to the common man. I understand him and want to help him, but I don't want to be in here with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be in here with them. That was really good. I want to come back here to bring him joy, but I don't want to be stuck in here. <laughs> um, this, uh, I don't know if either of you looked it up, but do you know how much move uh, money this uh, cost to make? I would guess like a 20... hundo. Like a, a, a cool hundo? Uh, $35 million. Really? Yeah, I was going to say yeah. $25 million. Do you know wow. how much it made? I, it failed. It was a. It didn't. Yeah, bomb. not enough. It, it didn't make it back. Bombed. It made twenty yeah. million dollars. Uh, well, that's because people are morons. Um, yeah. And you can't trust them. Yeah. Did it make its money back on d- digital video disc? It says it, seems it, like one it of those. says it became like when Wikipedia says it became a cult classic, which probably means it sold well after the fact. I don't mm-hmm. know. I want to um, see what other movies came out in uh, December twenty. 20- uh, 2007. All right, let's see. Because Somewhere. I bet we're going to find something really atrocious that people loved. And, uh, you know, like people voted for the Nazis, right? So, like, you can't right. trust people. People like Coldplay. Um, I mean, Jordan oh, brings up a good to point fight. that there were too many of these movies out around the same time, which, like, it's hard to well, argue Like, the, the jokey that. joke movies? Yeah. It's hard to well, argue. Well, yeah. they, so they had to be... Those. They had to be I mean, Alvin and the Chipmunks in... It's second week. Listen, I'm part of the problem. I didn't see it when it came out. Mm. I'll well, tell you what I did see. I did see that month, the Golden Compass. Yeah, same. Um, I Am Legend came out that Wait, month. I'm not the there. Water came Wars. out the same month. I'm, not, came, there, I'm not there. Came, came out, out two weeks, month. two weeks before Walk Hard. Yep. So that's awkward. Yep. Charlie Wilson's War came <laughs> out the same day. Charlie Wilson's War. Um, <laughs> I Am Legend came out the week before. They were still making American Pie. Oh, in 2007, the bucket huh? list. Yeah, but remember I that, the I bucket beta, list. I don't think Beta House came out on. I think that came out on DVD. Or that whatever. was direct to DVD. Yeah, remember bucket uh, list. Bucket um, the, the bucket list. Remember bucket list. Your bucket that, list is movie where imagine if old white man and old black man were friends and both were gonna die. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Trick or Treat, which uh, very good film, but. Um, 
And a One Piece movie came out. Oh, hell yeah. As well. So, you know, there was a lot of competition. Robin B. Hood, that classic Jackie Chan film. Oh, my God. Uh, Y'all. Mama's Boy, Christmas Story. Christmas in Wonderland. Did you know who was in Christmas in Wonderland? Chris Catan. Yeah. Fuck. Carmen Electra, Tim Curry, and (laughs) Patrick Swayze, who I believe... That must have been like his last movie then. I believe was probably deathly ill when he made this movie. That's tough. Rice, that's upsetting. Hey, um, Disney's How to Hook Up Your Home Theater... Um, oh yeah, there. that came out too. Yeah, that came I out. Love that so did Donkey movie. X. <laughs> Whoa, the sequel to Donkey Donkey you know, X came out. Donkey X. Sorry, I do need to find out what Donkey X is because I'm looking at it and it this does looks look like, like Donkey from Shrek. It does look like Shrek Donkey. That is just the Donkey from Shrek, except it's it's Don Quixote. This is a is this another oh, ratatouille? Oh, is it another ratatouille? Oh no! Yeah, baby. Hell oh wait, yeah. sorry. It's not called. It's not called Donkey X. It's called Donkey. Oh, uh, but it says Donkey X right here on the poster. I, oh, Donkey I don't know how that's Zoti? It's called Donkey, Donkey X- Zoti. Quixote. That's Donkey Hote. Donkey. Oh, Donkey Hote. Do you get it? <gasps> That's terrible. Uh, Fucking awful. Uh, and it just looks like Donkey from Shrek. Uh, it's just a trick dog. No, that literally. It, wait, is this the same people? No, it is not. I just looked it up. Wait, this actually Lumi, came out Lumi. in movie theaters. I mean, you could put anything in movie theaters in Italy. Yeah, is, I think. What, oh, is this an is Italian? Think, um, yeah, can I read you Italian this real joint. quick? Don Quixote, known in some regions <laughs> as Aslet. <laughs> Aslet, you know. Spanish Italian 3D computer animated film. Oh my god! Yeah, so yeah, this movie fucking tanked. It 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 didn't. Even yeah, it did very it poorly. Short of its budget, it lost to Don Quixote. It yeah. did. Don Quixote. Don Quixote lost less money than this. It movie lost. Did. Less it money. did. Yes, it's true. I mean, um, Don Quixote, Don Quixote, they did find it on a Windows 98 PC. Um, <laughs> came, came with a text file that just said, like, yeah. warning, do not watch. <laughs> and it's sort of the whole tragic story of someone's life who had watched oh, it and died. Um, would you uh, yeah, recommend this to folks? I would definitely. I, I mean. When you're tired? When you're real, this is a movie for when you're just real tired. Real Let tired. me tell you what. Uh, Ghostface Killer shows up briefly which is great oh yeah that's fun uh, and jackson brown and jewel and lyle love it and lyle love it um and they then also they very, do the great bit of uh of oh people are discovering your music again now through hip-hop um yeah just like uh little nutsack little, little nutsack little nut um the uh I mean, obviously, this has happened a million times, but I'm trying to think of at the time what the most famous incident of this would have been. And um, this is just like the the Johnny Cash Nine Inch Nails hurt, hurt thing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Or like, um, I don't know, what was when was the Cashmere? Uh, that was would have been before this. Oh, the from the Godzilla soundtrack, or or uh, like the no. the puff the puffy thing? Yeah. Yeah, that was because he lot. was that big was into that at the ago. time. He did yeah. like a lot, you know, in the early two thousands. He was yeah. doing a lot of that stuff. So yeah, he did. Um, well, now we need to watch Don Quixote. We need yeah, to watch we do. Don Quixote now. Uh oh, I just love anime. Oh no, the pictures. Temptations. 
Oh God! <laughs> I think that got me. I think that I think that was my favorite joke. It's in the whole movie <laughs> because the last <laughs> drug scene of the movie, after they've gone through weed, cocaine, uh, pills, there might be one more, but I think that's it. Um, is Tamenis uh, <laughs> is taking boner pills in the bathroom, and Dewey's like, "Oh, I don't want none of that shit." And he's just like, "Did you not hear what I just said? It gives you a boner." <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, I, "I'm worried about the temptations." And then fucking uh, <sighs> stumbles across the temptations, just God. doing who are my girl, just there, doing my who are girl. just there, uh, and runs off terrified, which is pretty good it's a pretty good gag also they can i just say a... uh uh rance howard uh as the preacher in the beginning of this movie we sort of skipped over that he oh, doesn't yeah. really get a whole lot to do but uh uh i love his face he, he yeah. has a fun face he gets punched um, right away for saying that it was a blasphemer's music and he gets mm-hmm. punched in the mm-hmm. audience yeah. you know the devil has hands you know what he does with them he holds hands uh yeah ron howard's father um so if you want to know what ron howard's gonna look like in 20 years (laughs) a weird old preacher that's 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 what every that's what that's what's on everyone's mind what's on everyone's mind what's ron howard gonna look like in 20 (laughs) that's like my favorite fucking like buzzfeed quiz like (laughs) you know, yeah. like move the cursor over to see what he's going to. <laughs> we asked six artists. Uh, Eddie Vedder doing Eddie the Vedder, uh, the extended yeah. bit of like, you know, if uh, if uh, what's his name? If uh, Jim Morrison is Methuselah and so and so is, and it's just King doing this extended Abel. biblical yeah. bit, and they just can't land it. It's very good. It's very very funny. Um. Yeah, I yeah, but most of this movie is funny. There are things that don't land, but like, there are a few things that don't land. But I think just this movie, just the fact that it killed this genre for like ten years, that it's it put impressive. it in the ground, yeah. for that long, um, is pretty impressive. And I think speaks to just how effectively it skewers, um, not just not the idea of just like making a movie about a musician, but like you were saying, John, the idea of compressing someone's life into like a comprehensible arc uh, that has a very neat, like has neat inciting incidents and like a a dark night of the soul. And then finally just like this place of, cause that last song, (laughs) (laughs) beautiful ride. (laughs) It's a beautiful ride. Um, it's about the the good walk and the hard walk. A good walk and the hard walk, and then and they show a bunch of things in a montage that like yep you never saw happen. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. additional sinks being destroyed and like uh, Chris Parnell getting Chris lit Parnell the fuck up. Yeah, he uh, almost his dad almost shoots him in the face. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then there's force ghosts. Yeah, there yeah. are force ghosts and uh, really, Schwartzman. really upsetting kissing scene between Jennifer mm. Fisher and John mm. C. Riley. Um, oh my God! Uh, what's his Schwartzberg dies uh-huh. and then uh, he walks the on on stage song. with the yeah. uh, with the other force ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> and then we get that great bit at the end uh, because they're just so committed to the bit of uh, of making this a music biopic of 
the real Dewey Cox. That was so yeah. funny. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely also John C. Riley playing yeah. a very lo-fi version of Walk Hard in mm-hmm. like an old-timey suit. And it says like the real Dewey Cox like in 2002 or something. <laughs> uh, and if you go to search, uh, like if you go to Google and search Dewey Cox, one of the autocompletes is Dewey Cox real? <laughs> so like a lot of people watch this So movie they got some people. And we're like, Oh, is, is there a real Dewey Cox? I, is, I guess it is real. I can't stress this enough because we we brought it. I brought it up earlier, but like, if and, and I think I mean this with with all sincerity, if Bohemian Rhapsody had come out with the marketing of Walk Hard, it would have been a successful comedy. Oh, so you? Oh, so if it like, wasn't like those two movies have the same stupid fucking tone. And like, mm, yeah, and like, yeah. and like, broad, ridiculous performances. But one of them got Oscar bait for some reason. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, like, fucking I'm, sucks. I'm not kidding. Tim Meadows was better in this movie than anyone in Bohemian Rhapsody. Like, yeah. John C. Riley better in this movie mm-hmm. than anyone in Bohemian Rhapsody. They should have put like, Tim Meadows in Bohemian Rhapsody. It's just so funny to me. I'm like, this is the broadest, worst movie that you're asking us to take seriously. I can imagine, but yet, Walk Hard with Dewey Cox is the comedy. Okay, it's it's just so, really funny. When we at the end of the motion picture, you watch the the credits as one does. Yeah. And I noticed this, and this is only tangentially related to the film, but I do want to talk about it. Okay. So the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, numbers their the films that go through the bureau. Yes. Okay. And this film was number forty three two ninety six. Okay. So, of course, my next step was, well, what movie is movie number 42069? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there mm-hmm. isn't a film numbered 42069 in the Motion Picture Association of America's database. It's like when you skip the 13th floor yeah. on a building. Yeah. Well, what is number 60? What, what's no, movie number 69 then? Uh, well, I didn't know. Let me, let me tell you. Motion picture number 69. Well, if you can believe it, that Google search didn't really help. (laughs) (laughs) Your computer exploded. (laughs) Um, Ray's on his way to pick up your computer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, According to Giordo, Lego set number 420 is a cop car. Damn, that's the least dank thing possible. That is not dank at all. Yeah. Well, uh, well uh, I, I would, yeah, I think Walk Hard is, uh, I would recommend it if you like this kind of thing. Um, and even if you think you don't, I think John C. Riley is just like charming enough. And like everyone in this movie is just pretty much everyone is really putting in the work. Yeah. And, um, yeah. It's just, good. Uh, it's really it's good. good. Everyone kind of knows. It's, it's the good. Deal That's is. my back of the box quote. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I, th- <laughs> I love Letterbox. <laughs> uh, my Letterbox review for this movie is actually. Uh, let me just gonna look at it now. Um, it is just he needs more blankets and less blankets. <laughs> <laughs> so I really coming at you with the uh, those honed critical faculties that are why I get paid the big bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's why we ask you on the show every yeah. every single week. Try to yeah. get you on. Um, well. Happy to be thank, here. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us, folks. This was uh, 
almost as long as the film itself. So, you know. So just start this, cue just, this up. Yeah. Uh, this up. It's like this a is, Dark Side of the, the Moon kind of situation. Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the worst episode of Rift Tracks ever made. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's the worst episode because we we skip an hour and a half ahead and then we go back twenty minutes and then forty God, minutes. God, yeah, just be like oh man. Uh, but it's uh, it's a pretty good one. Uh, I definitely enjoyed it on uh, my second watch. Um, if you want to check out everything that uh, Fanbyte Media does, you could go to twitter.com and uh, find us at Fanbyte Media. You should also go to fanbyte.com. You should also go to fanbyte.com/podcasts. You should also go to twitch.tv slash fanbyte. We have a lot of stuff there. Um, Merritt, where can we find you on the uh, World Wide Web? I am exclusively on Twitter at Merritt K, except no imitations. Yes, good. Uh, Nicholas, where yes. can we find you online? You can find me on twitter.com at twitter.com. Oh. That's the whole website. That's it. You can. Okay. So you're just kind of everywhere. You're in the pipes now. Yeah. I'm in the pipes. Yeah. You remember the fail whale? Well, (laughs) not anymore. (laughs) Now you're the vineyard vines whale. Um, Yeah. That guy sucks. No, fuck that whale. We can find you at Godsua though. Yeah, you can. G-O-D-S-E-W-A. Good. Uh, You can find me at floppy adult on Twitter. Um, Like I said earlier, you can listen to all of our very good podcasts over at fanbuy.com slash podcasts. Uh, We've done a lot of good ones. Uh, You love to scream. It's going to come out with uh, train to Busan two, which is a brand new flick. So go check that out. Um, And that's out before this. So, you know, just go, just go one back in the feed and you'll find it. Uh, 99 Potions is our wonderful RPG podcast. Uh, it's one of my favorite things we do. I'm just going to say it. Uh, I think we do a lot of good things, but that's a really good one. Uh, I'm biased because I'm on it, but I don't care. Uh, Natalie Flores and Steven Strom are both amazing at that. And we've done a really great spoiler cast for Final Fantasy 14 5.3 uh, that went up uh, a few days ago. Uh, so you should go check that out with uh, uh, Michael Hyam. Uh, very, very, very good episode of that show. Uh, and uh, we, we've just got a lot going on. Fan with Fan by Podcast is our flagship. It's great. You should uh, go check that out. Uh, we just, I don't know. We do a lot of these, and they're all very good. Uh, Mary, you gave Larry Crown half a star on Letterboxd. <laughs> mm-hmm. Half a star? It's the lowest you can get. It's unbelievably low. I don't That's know if it's actually low. possible to give something zero stars, because I think maybe it just, I think if you've accepted the fact um, that it is a film, you gave Larry Brown <laughs> half a star. Half yeah. a star. That's... Do you want to know what other films have had the have the uh, the honor of sharing the company of Larry Crown? <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at him. You yeah, should. I would like to go ahead. And uh, <laughs> please. So, uh, uh, let me. Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Yeah, and my Artemis review Fowl for Artemis Fowl was: I wish I was dead. <laughs> Um, so you think Artemis Fowl and Larry Crown are like? I think they're the equally poor films. Yes. You gave you gave the Joker half a star. I gave the Joker oh. half a star. An extremely Mary, dumb you person's had to idea have enjoyed Larry Crown smart. more than you enjoyed the Joker. <laughs> that's what. That's uh, exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I don't. I. It's like you're asking. It's like the opposite of Sophie's Choice. It's like. <laughs> 
which Hitler would you do you like better? Like they're both bad. I would watch Larry Crown on loop for a full day before I'd watch the Joker one. I think time. I would watch the Joker again before I would watch. Oh. The wow! Oh. But uh, I haven't told you about my. We, we're getting a little off here, but okay. um, uh, I did watch the Joker in a movie theater. I paid money to see the Joker, ah. uh, and um, I was laughing a lot during the movie and we scolded. People thought you had Joker disease. <laughs> no, they didn't accept the fact that that I have Joker disease. They were being very rude to me um, because I was laughing during the movie, during the film called Joker. Joker, it's and got comedy was, in the name. I was main. shushed repeatedly. Oh. Did you say, did you also shush them back? I handed them a card that says I have Joker disease. <laughs> But I was just for laughing at a film called Joker. And um, I feel like these people really don't understand that like we live in a society. And that says a right. lot about society that I was just at the Joker. Yeah, so. at the Joker. Well, um, yeah, I've given other movies half a star, but I feel like we can talk about that another yeah, time. Another that's time. That's fine. I just wanted to know why you don't like Larry Brown as much as I do. But that's fine. Well, I gave Airplane one star, so uh, send Uh, all your hate mail to to me. The Joker is half as good as Airplane. Mary, you don't think I've got a drinking problem is like one of the funniest fucking jokes (laughs) that's ever been played. See, the problem with Airplane is there are three good lines and they do use them each way too many times. Anyway, uh, yeah, you can send all of your uh, thoughts on how I have bad movie opinions to Merit K on Twitter. Uh, you know what? Just send them a floppy adult. That's I changed my yeah. Username. Just send them yeah. It's, it's floppy adult now. Send them to me. My 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 handle is also floppy adult now. So we all share the one account. <laughs> it's like kind of art. It's like an experiment. Actually, you know? yeah. it's like the if New Zealand wanna, if, Twitter. Yeah, account. if you're one of can you Merit's, tell? If you're one of Merritt's forty thousand followers, that's her new handle is at at floppy. Can, adult. can you tell what tweet? It's like a social experiment, right? Like <laughs> about bias and stuff. Like oh, you just assume that tweet is from uh john when really it was from the joker so joker baby hey nikki why don't you uh take us out this week okay hope uh yeah one sec- just give me one second mm. just Jordan, cut this part out Merit, he's, no, he's getting his fucking ukulele from somewhere Everyone from wait. another room no we have his- to end this wait, before wait, this happens the fact that the fact that just nikki stop, is now someone that has yeah, to go get a ukulele second. it's the most zooey deschanel shit that's ever happened just hold on one se- just wait oh my god just hold on jesus christ oh my god okay god jesus just come on god i have to go Walk hard. Walk hard. Well, bye. <laughs>